Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I, you'll never guess, I am back with Nick. This hunk of a man has come back. Hello, everybody. Please, please, ladies, keep your hands to yourselves. I'm only here for my voice. Where the heck have you been? I mean, you know, I've been a little bit of everywhere. I've been all over. I've been working coast to coast. Not really. Just been uh, doing what I can. I have changed places of employment. I left the bar. I know everyone's shocked, but I was offered a kitchen manager job at a restaurant opening up soon where it'll be better hours and better money for my family. So I'm pretty excited about that. Well, we missed you. We had uh, James. Not that I'm saying that it was bad as Jameson uh, was on because she'll hear this and get very mad at me. But we did miss you. Well, I have long since believed that it is good to have another person come in and rotate in like Jamie or like like Rob. It gives a different perspective. It gives a different flavor to the episode. But also, it, it, it placebo affects my guilt for not being able to be there. But I would like to, to throw this in there. You got to start messaging me on like Sunday and Monday mornings to plan these things. You can't do it like Wednesday night, Thursday, and be like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, well, I'm working, so <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it to me, Michael. I know you're busy. I'm busy, too. It's a true story. I, and I'll tell you, because now we're recording every every two weeks-ish. And the first, you know, the whole idea is we have two weeks now. For me, for because I have to write everything. And what happens is I get busy at work. I get busy at Dabble. Next thing you know, Stimnetics has got a few things that need to be done. And, and next thing you know, we're creeping up on the weekend. I'm going, eh, you know, we can wait till the weekend and record. But then I forget you're usually very busy on a weekend. And then I go, well, we'll just wait till next week. And it gets to Tuesday because Monday, Tuesday, I'm into into work or in very early next thing you know we're creeping into wednesday and i'm in panic mode at that point but now with your new gig it should be way easier i i mean kind of it's something that aren't going to change what is going to make it easier is that we're coming out of wedding season i have one really busy weekend left and then it's just kind of hit and miss i have some weekends in november and december that are going to be a bit excessive but this this weekend's going to be crazy so, I mean, this is my last big hurrah. And then after that, it'll be a lot easier. And I'm really looking forward to opening the new restaurant because once we get it opened, dialed in, I get the new staff trained where they need to be, my schedule is going to be easy breezy. Well, and that's what I was thinking is that I think you're primarily morning. So no more like six, seven o'clock in the morning, rub our eyes and start to record. It'll be after you've had a, a shift and you're kind of up and running. Yeah, it'll be it'll be after you know I get off work, so it'll be rub my eyes and struggling to stay awake while I record. <laughs> um, which I mean, all like that—that's what I experienced today. Um, the last couple of days, I've gotten up at like five, and well, my my alarms went off at five, but my uh, my brain went off at like three thirty-four, and then once I was awake, I could go back to sleep. And by like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm bushed. I'm like, wow, I'm tired. Today I'm sitting there and I'm I'm at you know at the restaurant and helping get things set up, organize things, putting things in the freezers and everything. And I'm just I sat down with the Cisco rep and I'm like, wow, I am sleepy. And I yawned and it was just it was embarrassing. <laughs> well, you've gone from working nights to working mornings. It's going to be tough for a little while. It is. Uh, I mean, I've been laying down at like eight thirty, nine o'clock and going to sleep about ten. So mm -hmm. for me, welcome that's, to my world. Yeah, it's it's different. So before we get started, something pretty cool happened today. As I was telling you before we started recording, my daughter has a concert, choir concert and has a little solo part, and she's very excited. So I went across the street to go see Leslie over at the flower shop. Oh, they do great. She does great work. 
Absolutely. I don't even make decisions anymore. She hasn't, she still asks, but I think it's just to be polite. Cause if I put it all together, it's going to look like a hot mess. So she does amazing, amazing work. Although going there and having the conversation is always cool. What was really cool was she listens to the show. So first of all, hi, Leslie. Second of Hello. all, she was looking at things within the building and asking while I was there, like, Hey, do you, ha- do you have options to get rid of like the cellophane? Hey, we have these little foam blocks that really make it easy to build our displays. I'd like to find something different. How do I do that? Like very engaged at consistently looking at the business and finding ways to make it more sustainable. So it just made my 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 little heart like melt and it was fantastic. And we had a great conversation, I had a great time there. And I, you know, bought my flowers and head back. But she even had uh paper to wrap my flowers in and used what looked to be like um like a remnants of straw to tie it which was fantastic just having that stuff in a building anymore is wonderful that is great i do agree so before we get started thanks leslie you're freaking awesome so now we'll go into the show it's just something i had to say before we got started fantastic so i know we go through a lot of different topics sometimes some some are very sustainably based that we know is part of sustainability some of them you don't really know if it is part of sustainability until we get talking this one i do believe is important and we may not even think about it as a sustainable conversation or sustainability style conversation but without be having this ability you'll never have a truly sustainable life. And that's avoiding scams. Okay, so it doesn't, and I'm talking scams online. I'm talking greenwashing. I'm talking people walking up to you and and creating a, a, a situation where you could be scammed. Just scams. Because it feels like they're rampant. It feels like they're everywhere you look. I've probably had 25 messages since you called me or sent me a text in, in a little bit of a panic. You're like, hey, they shut down our Facebook. And I've, yeah, probably, that, have, <laughs> I've probably had 25 of those since you've said it. It's been more than 25. So I had sent you that one. And then you're like, no, it's a scam. And then by that point, I already went on my other Facebook account that I hardly used to make sure that greeting was still there. Um, and then I started getting them on the catering page. I started getting them on Soulbox page, and they're they're outlandish. I'm gonna be I'll be I'll be honest. I've responded to some messages in some not very proud ways with a number of colorful words, telling people their ancestors would be ashamed, telling them to get jobs, blah blah blah. But yeah, they're they're everywhere, and it's it's just outlandish right now. So in case anybody has you know Facebook or Instagram, and you happen to have pages, you see them all the time. It's the Either A, you've infringed on copyrights, or B, uh, you have violated some community standards. Please click the link to see what it is. Do never click it. You Trust always me. have a blue check mark in the picture. Yeah, there's very, here's the deal. Most of these companies aren't even going to contact you. They're just going to shut your stuff down and you figure it out. They don't have customer service. There is no discussion. There is no click here. Those, and matter of fact, and here's a quick tip on any online scam. Usually they'll try to give you a site or something to click or a name of a company. And it really does tend to seem legit. Look very, very closely, be very, very detailed, because a lot of times it's like microsoftco.com, something slightly off. But also, if you take your cursor 
and you put it right over top of it without clicking. Mm-hmm. And if you look to the bottom left of your browser, it will actually tell you the site, the actual site. Because sometimes that's just it'll say Microsoft.com. But if you hold your cursor over it, it's like I've I've scammed you.com or whatever goofy site. And you don't see it because it's hidden behind that blue, you know, where how how they have it linked. They've created their own link for it. So you can you can hold your cursor over it and see in the bottom left that it isn't a matching site but they're everywhere right now and it's sad because it makes people feel like the whole world's out to get them from it we get them all especially with the show especially with uh greening and live launch and dabble there's so many different ones that come through Mm -hmm. if it sounds too good it is well it's It's even bad enough, you know, taking the the scam pages, the messages out of it, like the amount of solicitation that we receive on these pages, people trying to, you know, tell us that our our pages or sites, regardless of what it is, could use more traffic. And if we want to use their system, well, they'll show us the ways to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the fact of the matter is, as I understand solicitation, at least it's an honest effort to get our money. But more often than not, it's just spam. All of it is spam. I go through so much of it. I get probably, well, okay, so my catering page, I get, is the, my catering, uh, fa- like, actual website, not the Facebook page, the actual website is the one website I get where I get the least amount of bad anything. I get hardly any messages on there that are, you know, hey, you could, you know, do this, this, and this. I get hardly any of those fake things. Same thing with the uh, the actual Facebook account. I don't get a, an obscene amount through that one. I do get them, but they're not near what they are through Soulbox or through like, well, you know that our, our Facebook accounts are, are in professional mode. I mm-hmm. also have a Nick Nazarian Facebook page that is like, a, like where people can just follow it because they're a fan of me. I don't use it. It auto-generated when I combined my Facebook and my Instagram because it matches the Instagram. So okay. uh, those get all the time. I get them all the time and that all the time. You know how many times that page has been flagged for, you know, trademark infringement, even though it that doesn't get used. I put nothing on it mm-hmm. and not real, tra- you know, not real flags, just, you know, these scam pages that want you to click on their link. Yeah. Click the link is really what, because what happens is a mask of a Facebook link will pop up. Mm hmm. And, we, and really what it's for is when you go to sign in, it records the keystrokes. That's, well, that's all part, it is. Because it will never log you in. It just keeps erroring out and make you do it over and over again. It's just recording your keystrokes, so now they have the password. Well, that's part of it. But also, I'd like to note that if you are on social media of any kind and you do something wrong and you get in trouble, there is never going to be a time where Facebook goes out of their way to make a special group or page <laughs> to chastise you for the things you've done with yours. You will get a message directly in, in your account and you might have to go to like this, like the settings to change it. You might actually have to look for your community standards guidelines. I mean, you you might have to dig for it, but there, it's never going to come from another page. You shouldn't be able to click on like, okay, click on the, click on a profile. They're not going to have a profile. Right. And it happens all the time, though. I mean, they, I get them constantly. And like well, when I'm, and you were, you know, that first time with you was my introduction to it. Yeah. It, and it's consistent and nonstop, but smelling out these scams, because here's the deal if we can't decipher and we can't smell the BS, we will never have a stable living environment. 
So people will steal your money. They will find ways. There's TikTok's channels about guys catching those people and, you know, messing with the, the scammers. But in the reality is, is there's for every time you see one of those, there's a hundred people who got scammed because it wouldn't be a profitable business unless it worked. They would have already stopped doing this a long time ago if it didn't work, which means that there's a ton of people out there who have worked really hard in their life and have to start over because someone has talked them into giving away their money. And it doesn't matter if it is giving away all your resources, which money is just simply another resource, or greenwashing is the exact same thing. They are talking you out of your money by selling you something that isn't true. It's the exact same thing. And it takes the same skills to avoid. No, I 100% agree. And I think that part of the problem with a lot of businesses and a lot of things online, probably avoiding scams, is that if your business is online or if you if you um, interact with your clients online, then your online face, your you know your online facade, is kind of the heart and soul of your business. I can tell you right now that as as a caterer, if I lost if I lost my personal Facebook to a scam, I'd be I'd be a deep doo doo. I don't know how else to say that. I'd be in trouble. And we know a friend whose business was compromised because of their Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I I would be I would be screwed. I would lose access to all the catering stuff. I'd lose access to the soul box stuff. I'd lose access to all my personal stuff, which has now become a part of my income. Mm-hmm. Um and all that correspondence with these brides, all of it gone, like in an instant. Now that I say that out loud, I really should go and add my other page as administrator to all those pages. So we a lot of times I have everything uh, routed back to the website because I own the website and no other company can just shut me down in that sense. Cause even if Wix shut me down, I could transfer it to another one. Right. So a lot of times, a lot of the information that we have come through is duplicated or also sent to the email or the website because of that reason. And we watched a friend who, you know, fell for a scam. It's a, uh, your computer is locked. Got to contact Microsoft. It's one of those, another one of those things, which by the way, in case anybody's listening, Microsoft will never ask you to call them. Never. No if giant it, company wants to talk to you. If uh, no, it costs them money. So if you have a virus, if you trust me, those are going to run on their own. And Microsoft does not care. Matter of fact, it, it's in Microsoft's best interest for you to trash that computer and get another one. So the fact of the matter is, is they will never do that. You have a virus in that computer. So I want to tell a short story that is the reason why I'm so adamant about uh, fighting scammers in this sense or this kind of fraud, even though, yes, and again, greenwashing is a big one. That's corporations legally doing it. But when I worked, when I was back in college, one of the jobs I had was H&R Block. I worked in the summertime on the off season uh, from taxes, and I helped people with IRS problems. I helped people who had to redo their taxes for one reason or another. And we used to get people coming in all the time very distraught, especially elderly, with that the IRS had called them and they were prosecuting. They needed to pay this a certain amount or the cops were coming to the house. First of all, 
on the outside looking in, because you know I'm talking about this, you know it's a scam. Uh, IRS, first of all, I don't even know if they have a phone. Uh, it's They don't call ever. Matter of fact, the longer it takes for them to collect their money, the more money they get to collect. Number two, they don't call the local police to come collect or mm-hmm. take you to jail. That isn't a thing. But they would really feed on the fears of the elderly. And this is such a big problem. And again, we talk about how does it tie into sustainability? Well, we had a customer who uh, ended their life in the fear that this was real. And that's about the time I started just fighting every single one of them I could find in one way or another or educated every single person I could. Mm -hmm. You can't live a sustainable life if you're not living a life. It's a sad story. I still get angry when I talk about it. But that is that is what happens. They asked for an amount that this person couldn't pay, and they believed it so deeply that they felt like they had no other options. That is it. That is far worse than lying on your packaging. But mm-hmm. they, they're in the same camp. So we'll get off that story because I don't want to dig into it too much. But there's a ton of different ways this happens. Greenwashing is one of them. That's marketing. That quite often flat out lies, but usually it's a adjustment to the scope of what you're looking at it's special verbiage that keeps it legal right there's phishing where people are trying to get your information like we talked about earlier about websites Mm -hmm. there's there's if you've ever i don't know how many countries use craigslist but how many times have you tried to sell something and they'll say hey i'll pay double but i gotta send you the check you cash it and mike when my courier comes Give them the item in half that money. There's a bunch of these cash my check and give. Well, that that just happened to us. Oh, gosh. Two weeks ago, I had our, our stepmom post a uh, a cool food cabinet on, on Facebook Marketplace. Imagine like a refrigerator, but it's specifically designed for plated meals, like an institutional use. Like you, it's got an internal battery and stuff. You plug it in. It gets the temperature it needs, and it charges the battery. You fill it up with food. You plug it in the whole time. Then you program it for how long it's got a stake hold. You set the alarm. You unplug it. You wheel it to the, the location, wherever it needs to go. They retail like $13,000. I bought one at auction last year, I don't know, for like 150 bucks. Works just fine. Looks brand new. Uh, COVID killed a lot of restaurants, a lot of facilities. Um, so for a while auctions were just, uh, just a bathhouse equipment. Mm-hmm. The moment she, I had her put it on for $1,300. The moment she put it on, I mean, with Michael within seconds, there was a Facebook account messaging us saying, Hey, um, we really want to buy this. Can I send you money via whatever app it was? Not an app that I I'm familiar with. So I get a line and I, I look at, it's got, um, it's got zero good reviews. I mean, it's trash. And then they want to send a check. Mm-hmm. And everything that they suggested, they suggested, sorry, um, came back with uh, like the reality of, well, okay, this sounds good, but I'm not going to get compensated for this item and I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So if I cash the check or if I take it to the bank and the bank, you know, cashes it and I get the money and then they come get the item and then they put a stop payment on their check, I lose the money and the item. Mm-hmm. And yep. a couple other things. There was an, another guy, very similar story, same exact item within the hour, very similar messages, almost identical. And so I happened to, if you look at someone's Facebook account, um, on the right of the screen, there's three dots. 
Okay. Click on that, and it takes you to a menu that allows you to block them and stuff like that. But it also shows you the hyperlink attached to that Facebook account. The hyperlink is created when you first create the account. Okay. Now you you can change that, like maybe once a year, but most people don't. It was the same account that had messaged me previously. Mm-hmm. They changed all the information, pictures, everything on it, but it had the exact same hyperlink. Yeah, they probably have fifty of them or more. I don't doubt it, but either way, I mean, I, I, they tried to scam me out of that equipment and it's not like, I don't want to have to be skeptical of that stuff, Michael. I don't want to think the world's out to get me. I, I fervently believe that the world is a good place full of mostly good, hardworking, honest people. But mm-hmm. every now and then there's a shark in the water. It's one of those don't hate the ocean because because it's, it's a drop of pollution kind of thing. It's I really do think it's a small amount of people who kind of, in a sense, ruin things for others, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. The reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because if people stop falling into it, these go away. Because if they're not successful, then it isn't, there's no, there's no reason to do it. There's mm-hmm. no one's going to use all their time to do these things, right? So anything, and here's what happens with checks. A lot of times they're going to do this whole, hey, you know, do this thing or you're contracting something or you're selling something and they, oh, well, all I have is this check for a thousand and you only need 500 cash the check. Do me a favor and buy me $500 in iTunes cards. And when my courier picks up the item, give them the cards and you still got your money. Well, sometimes it takes the bank a few days before they realize that's not a real check or not a good check because they go from region to region. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is you get charged back for a thousand dollars. They get the item and $500 in gift cards, untraceable gift cards. So if it seems too good to be true, it is. And it is very likely is it doesn't matter if it's the advanced fee fraud tech support. Like I said before, tech support scams that say they're Microsoft investment scams have happened long before the internet. I mean, here's the deal. Stock market brokers used to feed on people who didn't know much about the stock market. Mm -hmm. So it's not limited to the information age. I mean, there's even romance scams. The fact of the matter is, is there's people out there building fake personas to pretend like they're dating other people in the hopes that they'll constantly send them money. Well, look at, I mean, look at the explosion of sites like OnlyFans and stuff like that. It's not that hard to build these adult sites where people, they they patronize and they subscribe to you. They pay you, it's like a Patreon. And all you're doing, you're posting pictures. You don't actually have to be that person. Now, what they're doing is fraud. However, it's very hard to trap someone and prove it. Also... There was a movie when we were kids, or we I say kids when we were younger, called Boiler Room, that is specifically about stock market scams. And yeah. they and it but they happen, it's real. So you know as well as I do that in my youth I was a slimy business sales guy. And I used to pride myself on being able to convince people of things that are you know, sometimes not necessarily real. And I've watched I used to watch that movie. And the one line sticks out, and it always has when someone says that movie Boiler Room. All I remember is it doesn't matter It doesn't matter who you're talking to in an interaction, a sale will be made. Either you will sell them on a reason why they need it, or they will sell you on a reason, the why, reason they why they don't. And those aggressive tactics in my later life now, the moment it starts, I leave. Because I, I, 
the moment that a salesperson gets aggressive, this is the only day you have four hours, you, whatever it is, mm -hmm. I immediately take myself out of it. Cause guess what? You don't have four hours. This isn't the last one. It's, mm -hmm. it's never the last item. One thing we know about sustainability or listening to a sustainability show is that companies continue to produce. There will always be another and that there isn't, this isn't your only chance. So now because of all my experience, the moment they do that, I leave. Well, I and have... even if they try to apologize, I leave and make them call me over and over again. Well, I, so I'm not a haggler. I don't I don't do haggling. I don't want you to tell me how much it costs and then sit there and tell me for an hour how much it costs and then keep when I don't show interest in purchase, keep wiggling the price. Like if, you, if the price can come down, then it needs to come down right now. I'll pay what I'll pay and you could sell it for what you're selling for. And if we can meet in the middle, then we're great. I'm not going to sit there and go back. This is not a tug of war over my wallet. Like, it's not going to happen like that. I don't like it. I don't deal with it. I, I had this exact same conversation word for word with the Cisco rep that I just met today. I said, listen to me. I don't like sales reps. I don't like them at all. I like honest people who suck at selling things. So if you know the kind of business we run and your company is introducing a new product, you'll know whether or not it's a product that we could really use in our market. And if you know that it's not a product in our market and you want to give me a sample for me to try, that's fine. I had a rep at another company years ago that would show up about once a month. Be like, hey, I got this case of this, blah, blah, blah. I think the one that sticks out in my head were they're called, they were called Wild Wings. They were pork shanks and they were, you know, all French. So it looked real good. And they wanted you to deep fry them like a chicken wing and then toss them in sauce. They're like, they're called pork wild wings. You know, they're all the rage. And he's just going on and on and on. And I was like, listen, I was like, it, are we going to sell that? And he goes, no, probably not. I was like, I was like okay. Like, but I got a case. So you can take it home. And I'm a good answer because he, right. he knew better. He knew that it wasn't, but he had to do his little shtick, but he would always be honest with me. I don't do sales reps for that reason. I don't, I don't need you to sell me on why I have to have this in my life. Well, the other thing is, is people feed on our forgetfulness. How many times have you gotten a text message or an email that says your UPS package went back to the building and it needs to be paid for because they didn't have All the, cor the correct shipping? All the time. Yeah. It, it's You're going, oh, there's a surprise package. Someone must have sent me something. I will give them the 25 or 30 or $80, whatever it is. The higher the amount, the bigger the item must be. You people love me so much. Right. There isn't a UPS item. I don't mean no one loves you. I mean that we have to under, we have to stop for a minute. So like I have a list of like things we can do. And one of them is be skeptical. There's a healthy skeptical. There's an unhealthy skeptical uh, that, that happens in the world a lot, but there is a certain level of healthy skepticism that we can have. We look at verbiage. We look at, why is this happening? Just basic problem solving. So we all know that I like to work with kids in STEM. That is one of the skills that we really focus on is stop, look, does it make sense? Because if it doesn't make sense, it, there's probably a reason. Now, maybe it makes sense. Maybe it plays on an emotion that you really want it to be true. Mm -hmm. We see that a lot of times with political uh, ads trying to get money. They, they do some things that are yanking on some heartstrings. 
I'm a firm believer if they tell you to get angry, get sad, or get excited, it's probably a scam. That whatever oh. the result is they're talking about isn't going to happen. That's part of it. Another another big indicator is whenever you see something on, on, on social media or on television or hear it on the radio and the theme music behind it um, kind of guides you in how you're supposed to feel is a problem. Uh, my absolute favorite example of this are, is the uh, Sarah McLaughlin animal you know, rescue mm. infomercials yeah. to the song in the arms of an angel that we all remember from our childhood. Um don't get me wrong. I think the music is deeply important for resonating with the human spirit. I, I always have. However, it gets abused for that very reason. You know, you, you hear this melodic, slow-paced song. You start to be sad. They tag team that with really terrible-looking pictures. And next thing you know, you're getting out your wallet trying to figure out how much money you can afford to send to another country. And I am saying this because those are scams. Those are the most common legal scam I agree that I remember growing up with because – Listen, for only $25, a whatever it was, a month, it's like $0.70 cents a day. Okay, so if you have 100,000 people that send 25000 or whatever, this ginormous amount of money is overseas, a tiny percentage of it actually makes it to the cause. It never, ever goes to what it's meant to. And it's it's stacked like that for a reason. It is a scam. Is it right. for a good cause? Yeah, probably ultimately at the base of it, there's a good cause. However... The you could of directly stuff, help that cause. Absolutely. There is there are more direct ways to affect change than what they are showcasing online. Great. We're going to have t-shirts now that say is do, do is greater than pay. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Michael. That's brilliant. Brilliant. That is amazing. But uh, there's a lot less value donating to or getting caught in a scam because even those maybe what I think 10 to 13 percent of that total dollar probably makes it where you hoped it would go possibly and it is that you could look around there's always someone to help how many times have people heard me say if i feel bad i go help someone that's mm -hmm. i mean yes it helps them but that helps me a lot too and we have to let those people yank on our heartstrings we can feel bad maybe they point out something that's relevant and then we stop, put that phone down, or don't click that link, and do something local in your community. Donate 50 bucks to the library. You know, and say, hey, make sure. Sometimes they still have late fees. Pay off $50 worth of people's late fees. Take $50 up to your school, to the middle school or elementary school, and say, I'd like to pay $50 worth of school lunch debts off. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that at a later date because uh, school debts for children is really angering me at the moment. So that will be later. Uh, yeah, I, I actually agree with that. And I'm not so much the, the food one that that frustrates me. But lately, it's been the technology side of it that's been really making me mad. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, let's talk about that later before I go on a rant right now. Yeah. So just so everybody knows, I went one day and took $100 up to the school and they fought me paying off other people's accounts because how will they learn and my answer i just started laughing if you can't be a good person you can't man this operation so and i i'm a firm believer that if their answer was how will they learn the, the correct response is not like this it's not at how, all you don't you don't like listen if, if you have lunch for children and they come up and they they get food as kids do tend to eat 
because growing is something that ironically enough is natural and you need food to do it. Um, which I know shocker. I, I didn't know that, but now I do. I learned it. Now, you know, it too, you know, eating leads to growth. Um, as you get older and you, you stop growing in certain ways and then it leads to growth around, but so let's say it costs 50 cents or a dollar and they have a little bit of money on their account or, or you know, as a balance do, do are you going to send the collections? Like, are you legit going to like sit there and like chastise these children because they, how dare they have an appetite and want to eat lunch? If you want to teach someone how to manage money, great. Put it in the econ class. Do a money management course. I could go on for a long time about different ways schools can teach kids things that don't involve punishing them. Yeah. And here's the deal. The kids don't have the job that pays for it. So Mm -hmm. that kid sits there in front of their friends hungry because a, maybe a parent forgot. I would be the parent who forgot. Maybe even for an excessive amount of time that could happen or didn't have time to pack a lunch that day. Just get it at the school. We'll take care of it later. And they say, no, mm-hmm. that kid is going through a learning curve that they don't need to go through. But anyways, you're right. That, that, that part of it's mm-hmm. its own show. Anyways, before I go on a crazy rant for a long period of time, do some other things like verify identities. There are times that maybe there is legitimate reasons for someone to contact you and they're not going to have a problem verifying their identity mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form. Now, if it's online or over the phone, there's a very good chance they'll just say important things and give you a, an ID number that doesn't exist. So you really have to be very careful. But if uh, you know someone shows up claiming to be an officer, there's nothing wrong for asking for identity. I should identity. hope you would. Yeah, and so, you know, here's another tip. If you ask for it and they get angry, it's because they don't have it. <laughs> they don't have the, the identity that they are claiming to be. So, or, you know, so let's say someone's saying they're coming from the bank. Cool. I'm going to go to that site. I'm going to go to that bank and I will meet you there. Well, I'm from the corporate office. Great. I'll have the bank manager connect us again. Please give me your contact information. I'm going to the bank, especially when you don't even know what, because they're going to tell you you've done something you didn't know you did, or mm-hmm. you some bad thing has happened you didn't know happened. Go to the site. Call the, and it's in a sense, call the bluff. Well, uh, you should you, know. Yeah. Like if you're going to go to one of the branded banks, they shouldn't be upset that you're going to go there and talk. You're not hiding. You are actively looking to solve the problem. If they're angry, they're probably a scam. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is that if if a bill collector calls me and they want to to know, effectively, this is what happens. Your debt gets sold to someone else. A bill collector, because they don't have your current address, will ask you to please verify your address. They're not asking you to verify it. They're asking you to give it to them. Now, that could be a legit thing. And I'm here to tell you, I have some bills outstanding and it does happen. It could also be someone that just wants your information. It's not hard to steal someone's persona, personality, life. However, all you need is their social security number and their address. You really don't actually need their address, but it helps. Uh, you can do a lot with it. It's just they're everywhere. So always ask for verification. Always check. Always look to see who is attached to the hand trying to slap you. I mean, always. If, if, 
someone says, hey, this is officer, ask for a badge number, ask for a precinct, ask for their, you know, their captain. Make sure you verify who you're dealing with. And if it's a real person, they're going to show the receipts and they're going to say, hey, this is what happened on this date, blah, blah, blah. This is the reason we're contacting you. They're going to show you everything you need to know. Or like Michael said, they're going to get angry and they're going to try to push the issue in a way that will negatively reflect upon you or they're just going to hang up. They'll threaten jail. They'll threaten suing you. They'll threaten all those things. That is what cowards do. I always tell them they can't afford to feed me. (laughs) They, so just be mindful of those things. Don't let it, don't let it ruin your day. They are temporary. Just don't lose to them. Don't give in to those things. Protect your personal information. So here's the deal. People can steal just about anything they want from a debit card or a credit card. The reason why it's secure is because the bank replaces it. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, that's the reality. You know, well, we have a chip to be extra secure. Well, you can go on Amazon and buy equipment that can read that chip from inside of 10 feet away. So that stuff isn't secure. It's secure because banks manage it. It's secure because when it happens, they resolve it. We just have to minimize the exposure. Now, it doesn't mean you never buy anything online or you have to be scared of everything you look at. It just means you have to be mindful. You have to check check your uh, your purchases on a regular basis. Never give out the social security number. You know, no one should ever ask you for banking details over a phone. No, never. Never. Not. Especially now in the digital age, no one should say, tell me your routing number and your account number. Yeah, so with Heather's, my wife's vehicle, I wanted to set up a new payment plan that would better um, kind of go with our schedule and you know, our paydays and stuff like that. And so they have an automated system that they send you to and you have to punch it in the dial pad for mm-hmm. the uh, the routing number and then the account number. And then they 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 ver- like they read it back to you and they like the system does and to verify it and then they'll email you to verify it. But I don't if someone's like, sir, can I have your routing and account number? No, I'm not giving it to a person. It's, I mean, my routing number is easy. You can Google routing numbers anywhere. Yeah. That, that's not a problem. However, the account number or the Micker number, as it's called, I don't think so. I'm not giving that to people. Like, unless you plan on putting money in my account and fixing my credit, no, thank you. If you, and here's the deal you'll make mistakes. We all do. Everybody makes mistakes. Just change all the passwords. I had recently, a, you know, here in Durand, I'm like town tech support at times. And I had someone get a hold of me like, oh, my goodness, this happened. I had to go in and, you know, these stupid companies, their site didn't even work. I'm like, change your passwords. Well, and by passwords, everybody, he means passwords. uh, He doesn't mean change all your passwords to a new single password that they all match. (laughs) Yes. And you can create cryptic rotations of certain things that work out very, very well for passwords. But. I'll, I'll I'll leave that to whoever wants to take a class in passwords, I guess. Um, there, there's an app. Just get the app, and it will store your current password because it's going to generate something you could never remember. Trust me. Get an authenticator the, app. Fixes everything. Mm-hmm. So keep your, your devices secure in a sense by if you make a mistake, change it, passwords. If your accounts get compromised, first thing a bank does is pay you back and then change your cards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, um, it's like changing your password. Well, it really is because I think it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to your money in any you know financial institution, it's federally insured, it's insured up to a quarter million dollars. So if like you get hacked or someone, you know, screws with your account, you know, they'll compensate and fix all the money that was stolen from you up to a quarter million dollars. So yeah, for the average, 
No, I'm saying for the average person, that's far more than we're ever, ever going to need fixed. I've right. been hacked. I've, uh, I have, you know, someone hacked Heather's debit card and I think we lost like 50 or 60 bucks. And that person was the other side of the country. They were in Nevada mm-hmm. and like it, it happens and it, it's happened online. I don't know how, but they got her information. And next thing you know, I'm getting calls for DoorDash orders in Vegas. <laughs> well, that ain't going to work. Right. Well, and it, it, Sometimes it's even weirder than that. My, I had a credit card where I apparently booked a room in Seattle two weeks from when I got the alert. I had to call in and my whole account had been switched out of me. I didn't know the address that was on there. I didn't know the phone numbers on there. And unfortunately, the person wasn't problem solving that I was working with wouldn't let me get in unless I knew the scammer's information. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through a whole different process to get in there and get it changed. But Here's someone booking a room for two weeks from now. That's uh, unique. Well, I mean, it's unique, especially if you know Michael. Michael doesn't do anything short notice. He needs two years to book a room for two weeks. <laughs> and so there he are times need... I'm forced into smaller windows. Yeah, like, hey, let's go to the bar and get a burger. Um, hey, I I feel like I'm I'm smashed into a smaller window because we're talking about going back to Hawaii in, in late February. Because we have some friends who have never been, and, we, and it's probably time to go back. Late February is like speed decisions here in October. Speed decisions? Speed uh, decisions. It's, I have five, to, it's five months away. It's almost half a year. I have to find the right flight, the right place to stay at the right price, all these things. Now everybody's going to yell at me for such a long flight, but I really do enjoy that location. And at some point, I'll just live there and I won't have to fly. So I apologize. <laughs> the right flight equals the lowest cost cross-examined by the highest score on their on the reviews. <laughs> Don't think I won't start a spreadsheet. <laughs> I know you will. That's why it's going to be a Venn diagram. Well, this one over here, this one over here is fifty dollars less, but they're at a three point five for reviews instead of a four point oh. This one's seventy dollars more, but it's a straight shot. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. Well, and just so anybody who's listening to this, if you're having me help you on a trip, you're welcome. It will be thoroughly thought out. It will be vetted. Absolutely. We there will not be scams because I will have it completely vetted. He will work your 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 vacation budget down to the final cent. So you'll know how much you have to spend on meals when you're there. <laughs> He'll have the charges down for extra sides of ranch. It'll be awesome. So, so you know what I just realized is that, that you should be a travel live, agent. Sorry. The people who are listening to this show, all this conversation is doing is creating sympathy for Jameson. Yeah, here we go. See? That's all that's really happening right now. Anyways, be just be cautious. Be cautious of links. Be cautious of attachments. Not scared. I'm tired of the world trying to make everyone scared of everything. Gain some knowledge. Do a little bit of research. And I don't mean on Facebook. And just protect yourself with knowledge or information. That seems to be the easiest way. And when a scammer comes to me and so gives me this Nigerian prince story, I can say, no, thank you. Please, please offer, you know, please offer that to someone else. I'm good. And if we all say no, then it's no longer a thing. I'm not, I'm I know. not sure. I'm not sure if offering a scam to someone else is better. No, what I was saying is if they have no one to scam, everybody says no. Okay. That scam goes away. You and I have two different ways of doing it. I politely decline. You shame their family with their ancestor shame. I would like to note that uh, I learned that from you. 
and you're just <laughs> older and more wise now, and I have not gotten old enough to feel bad about telling someone that their ancestors are ashamed of them. Well, and I have. I, I Sometimes I'm going, hey, don't be that person. You're hurting people. Please don't be that person. Your chances are you're better than that. And a lot of times they'll just disconnect. But the the whole idea is, is that if we arm ourselves with a little bit of knowledge, then from Facebook scammers to corporate scammers, we're reasonably protected. And we affect if this happens or not through our actions. So mm-hmm. that little bit of skepticism can really go a long ways. Maybe your skepticism was the last one that they were going to try. And because you've armed yourself with a, with some additional knowledge or you have someone in your life that you can run it by instead of making an impulse decision, do it. How many times do you get an email that says, oh my goodness, I can't believe you. You look like this in this picture and it's a link. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, again, use those little tactics. First of all, basic skepticism. Second of all, you can hold the cursor without clicking over top of it, see that it's a different site. Protect yourself. Because it doesn't matter if you recycle. It doesn't matter if you're protecting your driving to where you do the minimum. It doesn't matter if you're taking all the sustainable actions in the world. If something like this hits your household, it can wipe it all out. It can take away all the benefits. It can take away all the things. It can take away that feeling you have of success. And that is why it's still important to discuss it. This may not be what people expect each time when they log in to a sustainability show. But to have long-term sustainability in your life, you have to have some comfort in your life. You have to have some stability in your life. And even though money isn't the most important thing, it is a resource. And that resource, having it sometimes can cause calm. It can help you do the things you need to do. And we tend to have more of it when we're living a more sustainable life. We're buying less. We're reusing more. It's just that we have to make sure that others don't come after it in this this manner. And if we can stop them, we should. I'm a firm believer that more resources helps you be more you. When you're not when you're not scared, like, cause you don't have enough to get by when you're, you're not worried about your family's structure and security all the time. It allows you to be more open, to be more giving, to be more charitable, to be, to be more helpful and, and useful in your surrounding community. Um, so being mindful of the dangers out there, cause there's never going to be a shortage of people that want to take advantage of your na- naivety. It, it's just, unfortunately it does happen. Well, and they talk about kindness all the time. There are some that would try and take, you know, take advantage of that. I tend to create a mindset that it doesn't matter. I was going to be kind no matter what. So whatever kindness action I have, it is what it is. That was for me. But we, the most important part of this, other than protecting your resources, is protecting your state of mind. So what I really don't want people is being scared of their shadow. That's a cable news thing. What I don't want is people to be terrified to use the internet, terrified. You know, oh, I've got to switch to cash only and hide. You don't really have to. We just have to be a little more mindful, have a few people that if we needed to, we could reach out to to verify some things Mm -hmm. and just take a second and think about why is this person yelling at me? Why would they want to? pay me more than they're supposed to take that minute find that skepticism 
And if it doesn't seem right, it probably isn't. Most people are smart and have pretty good intuition. I would agree with that. I know a little weird uh, show this week, but I think it's always important to sneak in things like this, have these discussions. I'm one of the people that that everybody calls when there's problems, when they don't quite understand what's coming through. So I know how often this stuff happens. And I want everybody to, to be able to do the things they enjoy without the fear, without the fear that everybody's out to get them because they're not. It really is a small amount of people with a large digital footprint. Mm-hmm. Most people are good people. And that's something that we have to remember because if you watch TV, they'll try to convince you otherwise. That's all we had this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or on social media. If you want to help realistic sustainability, there's a couple things you can do. The first is leave a five-star review. We really enjoy those. I like reading them. And since we took that time off in the summer, we haven't had a ton of them. So leave us something. Say something. Makes me smile every time I see them. And I do appreciate them. If you want to also help realistic sustainability, leave little comments, click the likes, do those things that help social media boost us up a little bit. The more you do that, the more people that see us, the more that listen. And hey, maybe we'll get all over the place. By the way, Nick, we're back in the top 10 in Hungary. Just thought I'd let you know. I've never not been in the top 10 in Hungary. I've been hungry the whole time. So if you live in the country of Hungary, hi, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. I'm Mike. And I'm laughing hysterically. I'm Nick. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>